This is the best, 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 best practices in education and Odyssey School podcast. Let's fly away in a cloud. We'll go down to Odyssey. This podcast aims to offer professional resources, practical tools, and inspiring conversations to teachers and parents in their quest for excellent education. And the trees are rainbow, and you'll see the corn every now and then because that's not weird at all. Welcome to Best Practices in Education, an Odyssey School podcast. Today we are here with our Executive Director, Corey Adams. Corey holds a degree in English Literature from Warren Wilson College. As the child of two public school teachers, Corey was drawn to the nonprofit world and to Odyssey through her love of learning. Corey began working at Odyssey in 2009. She began co-leading the school in 2014 and is now our executive director. Her focus as an administrator is on partnership and collaboration using dynamic governance, the integral model, and compassionate communication to actualize on strategic planning for the school. Good day, Corey. How are you doing? Great. Thank you for having me today. Sure. Thanks for coming here in the studio. Let's talk about the school's response to the pandemic. All right. What did the summer look like? So we started out the summer after having moved fully to virtual learning in the spring. And that was a pretty quick pivot. I think we've done some talking on the podcast about that experience. And then once summer came, it became clear that we were going to have to review almost all of the systems in the school Mm -hmm. and make changes to them. So that process started by gathering up our program directors. Odyssey is unique in that we span pre-K through high school. And so the developmental learning needs of those different grade levels are really different. So we have program directors for pre-K, elementary, intermediate, and high school, and those were the first brainstorm sessions we had. And then we took the information we had developed. I started doing a course that was specifically about reopening private schools, and then we added in the board of trustees meetings And so we were in three different areas beginning to do the brainstorming and prep work for how the school might look different in fall. That sounds like there was a lot of thought involved in it, definitely a lot of pre-planning, a lot of people involved in it, and committees and so on. I know I was part of a lot of those uh, conversations, but there was so, so much more happening Um, Sure. Actually, I do want to mention, too, that we also started polling parents. So just because they're a key part of the school and it really matters what they were looking for and experience in the fall and where their anxieties were. And so we got information, data points a couple of different times in summer about that. I'm a parent and a teacher, so I really appreciated the surveys that the school sent out about how we felt about the pandemic and our kids going to school and our range of tolerance for the different, uh, you know, avenues that we could take. Yeah. Uh, what are the key pieces of the information? That has actually changed over time. So certainly staying plugged in to the CDC and what those national agencies mm-hmm. are recommending. And that included kind of staying plugged into 
other key hospitals and doctors in the area. So the course I was doing specifically was working with the Children's Hospital in Philadelphia. That was one of the teams who were giving kind of weekly briefings. And in addition to that, a few doctors who work primarily in the private school industry so we could hear that feedback. And then in addition to that, we have people on our board of trustees this year we were lucky enough to have a pulmonologist who was on the front lines of COVID. Yeah. So he could add his perspective in. We have another board member who has been doing international public health for many years and they could weigh in on public health policy. And then in those meetings, we sort of determined, okay, we need a COVID specific committee focused on those questions. Um, and then with all of those people thinking about the issue, we kind of have settled for the school year on continually evaluating a few different pieces of information. So the percent positivity rate of COVID in our area, in the county, we chose to not use state numbers to make decisions, and also what the hospital capacity was. And we are lucky in Asheville, our percentages have consistently stayed pretty low, so that number hasn't come into play so far <laughs> as much, but we wanted to include it. And um, those are the two main pieces that I think at this point I still evaluate weekly to determine if we need to make changes. Oh, the other piece is just looking at how many COVID cases we've had in school. So that yeah. was kind of the triangle, the three pieces. Yeah, and uh, I think it was really smart to keep our information or so on but just here in our county we've had some really good numbers so we felt good about it and and we've been in school over two months now and we haven't had a single case so knock on wood that we're doing well (laughs) and we're keeping our eye on the numbers and this committees have their pulse on the situation on a daily on a daily level yeah definitely parents have been really good about keeping their kids home if they have some weird thing happening, yeah, right? I, w- I would say that is the other piece that I think is important at this point in response is we did a lot of work with our families building the outer container of mm-hmm. the school and the expectations about absenteeism this year, which are a little different than they've been in years past, and also strong communication about when kids are not well and also if families are traveling. So there's a lot of administrative pieces to track in addition to like looking at the broader environment in which we're all swimming. But those things together definitely help us stay on top of the situation. Yeah, for sure. For sure. What schedule did the school use to start with and how has that transformed? Yeah, we started with an A-B schedule in grades 3 through 12. So After doing a lot of review, we decided that for pre-K through two, we were not going to do remote learning, and that was really based on the developmental needs of our students. Our one-two class had an excellent uh, remote learning program, and we still felt like for the children to be doing the developmental tasks that they needed to be on site 
But 3 through 12 AB schedule, which meant in those grades, we roughly had about half of our students on site at any one time. And then Wednesday was a fully remote day so that teachers could do class meetings remotely, but also get a reset and have time to do planning. I was actually really worried initially that AB would be too labor intensive with teachers, but we did not hear that. Our teachers were really successful at it. And I think in many ways, it was a slightly slower pace than mm-hmm. they were used to. I agree too. Uh, a lot of us were concerned about trying to figure out the AB schedule but it ended up working well. The, um, the students definitely complied and they, they knew what was going on. This wasn't something new. They had been living with this already for like six or seven months. So, And then we went to them being here more often. They were just used to the masks and all that. I think if it would have been just a month into the pandemic, it might have been a lot harder to convince the kids to wear a mask. Sure. But since they had been living with it for so long and throughout the whole summer, they were just ready to come back and be with each other and learn and you know have experiences. Yeah, they were really excited, and we were too. And it, yeah. in many ways, scaffolding toward a full return, yeah, it just meant everybody had time to get on board with all the process changes that needed to happen for us to be safe. Yes, I totally agree. And the, the scaffolding process, as you mentioned, is just a wonderful visual to understand the months it took just to get to that first day of school. It took a <laughs> lot, a lot of work and many hours in putting it together. And I know you spent so much time you know brainstorming and figuring it all out you had great teams around you but it was it was a lot it was a lot to to do so thank you thank you so much from from all of us for for steering that ship that way well i think you said it we're really lucky um just to put in a plug for folks who are interested in dynamic governance we're Mm -hmm. really lucky lucky to have some circles who are very wise and also have a lot of grounded experience in the world in these things I think for me and for our teachers, kind of moving into issues of public health is totally new. So yeah. we've had some great guides. Yes, I totally agree. We're, and we're blessed with a great parental body. And yeah. you know they're all really wonderful and they're, they're willing to do what it takes to get it done and to have their kids you know, come to a community that they feel safe for, for being and for learning. Yeah. Is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners about any of this stuff in particular, or maybe how to move on till the end of the year? I think maybe the thing I would share for administrators and teachers for that matter is I had never lived through a public health crisis before, Mm -hmm. and it really taught me a lot about building community connection and how important it is that all of the different pieces be given a voice so that their wisdom in regard to keeping the community running smoothly can be heard. Yeah. And I I felt that before, but it just was revealed to me over the summer in new and more practical ways that we really shine mm-hmm. when we keep folks connected and communicating. So I want to encourage other administrators to not be afraid of really staying connected with parents and listening to their concerns because all of those gripes and frustrations often have a seed of wisdom in them. And when they can be incorporated, the community actually grows stronger. Yes, I totally agree. I was in on some of those uh, big committee Zoom meetings back at the end of the summer, and there was a lot of them. You were involved with so many of them. 
and you know you put a bunch of parents in a zoom meeting together like 20 or 30 parents and wow <laughs> you know you just you're just like where is this gonna go and and there were times where parents had some serious concerns and you you really made them feel heard and listened to and you gave them their opportunity to hear their voices and then we all got to hear it too and then we all got to hear each other's and just the energy of listening to it helped disperse some of that that anxiety that some parents actually had just from feeling like their issues were being heard and and it was really wonderful to to see you facilitate and navigate that with such grace so well, thank you thank you again <laughs> and uh with that i think we're going to say bye-bye for now and it's been wonderful to have you here Corey. <laughs> thanks it was lovely and we just want to say thanks to all of you for being here, for tuning into our second season now. And please come back next week for Best Practices in Education, an Odyssey School podcast. Were we going to do a segment at the end of the show about great quotes or jokes from the week? Yeah, yeah, we, uh, we were. All right. I have one from a, from a fourth grader I heard. Do you yeah, have it? I remember. I remember now. <laughs> I'm not. How, how are dinosaurs and books similar? I don't know how. They both have spines. <laughs> this has been Best Practices in Education, an Odyssey School podcast. It was recorded here in our music studio in Asheville, North Carolina, at Odyssey School, engineered by our music director River Gargarian. And the original theme music was created by the Misfits of Cragberry, an Odyssey student band. Let's fly away in a cloud. We'll go down to Odyssey. We'll learn some cool new things and new opportunities. Because Odyssey is made of magic, made of magic, made of magic. Odyssey is made of magic, made of magic, made of magic. Let's walk down to Odyssey. And rolling. You have to do it all again? Okay, let's do it again. Today, we are joined by our... Yeah, look up here. <laughs> Today, we are joined by... Hold on. No more joking. <laughs> I'm sorry. Let me just get it out. Good. So that it's like... Ha, ha, ha. Okay. You... <laughs> all right. <laughs>